Welcome to the Brains Magazine podcast, a podcast with in-depth interviews and conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, expert coaches, industry leaders, and international celebrities. Get exclusive insight into the world of business, mindset, leadership, and lifestyle with your host, Mark Sefton. want to welcome you to this episode of the Brains Magazine podcast and today we have Daphne Poiser. Daphne is a certified matchmaker. She's a relationship and dating coach and the founder of Fern Connections. How are you today Daphne? I'm doing great. I'm in Texas and the sun is shining. Can't be better than that right? I was going to say, you've already got a, a leg up on me because it's cold uh, in England and uh, I've had to put the heating on. <laughs> how's uh how's your 2023 been like if you could sum up maybe the first four weeks of uh the year so far what what would you say has kind of been the the overriding thought or feeling for you you know i have a huge feeling of gratitude that's kind of how i'm starting the year i um i'm an aquarius so i start the year with my birth birthday right and so every year I just have this huge sense of gratitude that's it yeah I've noticed uh recently actually uh, as a practice that I'd been trying that every time there was a sense of fear or anxiety actually to respond with gratitude was actually really quite empowering so when you have this thought of dread or or fear you're actually responding with all the things that you're grateful for. And I did this the other day and I think I rattled off maybe 60, 70 things like that just flow out of me. And and energetically, I just shifted. It was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I think that, um, you know, it is a mindset, right? You have to like want to be grateful. You have to be, want to be joyful and happy. You have to want to, you know, smile every day. And I, one of the questions I always ask people when I'm interviewing them is what makes them happy? What brings them joy? What makes them smile every day, right? So I think about that for myself is that what brings me joy, right? Like today, it's like the sun that's bright and shining through my window and I can, and, and I can feel that energy, right? Yeah, it is. I think it is bringing it back to the focus on what we do have because that creates that abundance mindset rather than lack because we can all say you know we want more of this or we don't have that and it does it just depletes whereas when you have gratitude you actually manifest and bring other things and you become a lot more attractive don't you it's uh, it's interesting <laughs> how that works i i don't know about that one mark you know I, I think it's like the joy that like you know comes from the inside of you right that makes you more attractive and shiny right and i i think you know maybe maybe there's something to that um other than i do believe beauty is like you know is is something that's very subjective right it's like everybody's idea of beauty is different so yeah that's very true that's very true i wanted to ask you know what separates your agency from any of the other matchmaking services that are out there i know that this is something that is at the forefront you know you're the founder of fern connections but what really separates you um you know i'd like to say that i'm this badass person right who you know believes in all the possibilities of finding you know a person a partner and love and happiness right 
Um, and, you know, I focus mostly on the LGBTQ plus community and allies, right? And I'm the only company in the U.S. and probably in the world where I have the most um, inclusiveness when it comes to my business, right? And so I think that's the biggest part that separates me is that um, I believe in inclusion, right? And I believe in, in, in trying to find a space for everybody within the queer community. And is there a particular like backstory as to why? Is it is it because that you have compassion uh, or you've seen like a, an opening in the market? Is it is it a mix of strategy and I guess how you are wired as a, as a human being? You know, I think it's kind of how I'm wired as a human being. Like I met my first openly gay couple um, when I was about 16 and I was, you know, I didn't even know that, you know, two men could be you know, in a relationship and in a partnership and own a home and all the things at 16, right? And so I've, it's been pretty much part of my life since that time. But um, my daughter is openly queer. My nephew is openly queer. The people, you know, some of the people that work with me, of course, are openly queer. Um, and it's just been part of my life. Most of my friends, my really good friends are um, gay or queer. And so it, it's really, it's just who I am. I, I, I guess I can say it that way. So if I was to say, like ask you kind of like what types of clients are you working with? Is it is it generally like people that are queer or or is there uh, other kind of groups and 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 I guess you know that you that you work with? You know, I consider them queer uh, because they're trans, they're you know bisexuals, pansexuals, they're gender fluid, they're non-binary, and then of course there are lesbians and gay men, right? But for the most part, I work with a lot of queer people, and 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 let me just say this too, because I, I I sometimes get in trouble for saying that word, but but the people that I work with consider themselves queer, <laughs> and and they're quite okay with that, and it's a word that we're bringing back and it doesn't mean what it did many years ago it doesn't mean weird or strange or whatever what it means is that you know we are owning who we are and and we're not going to just you know take on a label that doesn't fit us and I, and I think that's really what's important for people to know yeah it's difficult because we we live in a pc world now where we're obviously wanting people to feel included and seen and valued regardless of their sexual orientation for example and then for me, it's like, I'd hate to say something uh, that would offend, like, and, and it is, it's kind of, we kind of need to be helped here, uh, I guess, by people who sometimes feel victimized or or isolated to kind of help us out here, here in terms of how, how they want to be identified. So there isn't any kind of like uh, pain for that, for them. You know, I always tell people because, you know, we're always going to get it wrong, right? We're always going to make mistakes. So I always say, you know, lead with it, with good intentions. And if your your intentions are good and in, in, yes, you may use the wrong pronouns or you may use the wrong, you know, um, uh, gender, you know, or and for people sometimes, but, but your intentions are good. And I think that's really the most, most important part. Yeah, I agree. I wanted to ask you a little bit more around like, because obviously you're a dating coach. I wanted to ask you a couple of questions uh, around this. Who and what do we need to do and who and what do we need to be to attract the ideal partner? We often think about the person we want to be with and we think about how, what they do, what they look like, how they hold themselves, their personality. But actually everything always for me is around self-leadership. So what is your encouragement 
to to people who are seeking a pattern or or, or seeking anything outside of themselves who who do we need to be and what do we need to be doing in order to attract you know um one of the things and i guess one of uh, you asked me earlier what separates my business um i always focus on people's internal qualities first so i want the best people on the planet and i think to your point that you should be the, one of the best people on the planet so that you can attract the kind of people you're looking for. Because if you think about it, you know, looks fade, right? You know, people change, but your heart and, you know, the kind of heart you have, you know, the kind of person you ha have as you know, the kind of person you are as a human, that doesn't change a lot in some, unless something drastic happens in your life to change it, right? So I would say the best thing to be is, you know, to focus on your inner qualities and be that person who's kind and thoughtful and considerate and loving and caring, you know, someone who thinks about other people more than they think about themselves, right? And who who is okay with wanting to help others uh, and put themselves out there in that way. Okay, that's good. That's good. <laughs> and and what, what would you say to somebody who has done absolutely everything right in a relationship and a relationship still doesn't work? You know, um, I don't think that you can do everything right in a relationship. I think you can do some things well and someone else can do some things well. And, you know, what happens to me is that a lot of times people grow apart. They grow in different ways. Right. And when you start, especially when you start in a, at a young age, you know, we all change over time. And a lot of times some people change faster than others. And so, you know, even if you go to therapy or you go to counseling or you go to coaching, right? Sometimes it's just that we're so different from who we used to be and who and and, and we and we want to be something else that we're not today, right? That it we just don't mesh with that person that we thought would be our long-term partner and, and maybe that we've been in a partnership for a while. And I think that's one of the cool things about like dating as an adult, right? Mm -hmm. Is that now you kind of know who you are, hopefully you've experienced some serious relationships and now you can say, you know, this is who I am and this is who I want, right? In my life today versus when I was 25, you know, I thought I wanted someone else. And a lot of that had to do with a lot of physical attraction and stuff like that. Where today we're focusing on vulnerability, we're focusing on emotions, we're focusing on who we are as, as people, as adults, right? And what we need in our adult lives, right? Yeah, makes sense in terms of it. It, it all starts with our self, understanding self, and then working on self and then, you know, attracting somebody based on that on that inner work, like you were saying earlier. I think that's, you know, really important how how are you helping like to create a new social norm you know for everyone in the dating space how, how are you actually doing that within fern connections you know we do um i'm not your typical matchmaker right so i'm the person who's like no nonsense telling people how it is but i'm also that person who's really caring and I am very passionate about the people that I work with, right? But we do a lot of cool things. You know, we bring people together with, with um, you know, virtual events, in-person events. Um, we do a lot of um, partnering with other matchmakers, you know, within the space because uh, we, um, I'm part of a, a organization of hundreds of matchmakers across the world, right? And so I get to collaborate quite a bit. But I think the most thing is just really trying to bring people together as much as possible. And we do it in a cool way by using social media. I do a, um, 
a YouTube show every week. Uh, and then I also do a lot of what I call, you know, wing woman tips every week. And we, um, we also do a lot, lot of different things just, to, just to bring people together. And, and I do, you know, poll questions on Instagram a couple of times a week, and that brings a lot of interest. And, and it's one of the things that we've been doing for the last three years and people really enjoy that, right? And, and you know, what they say, if it's not broken, don't fix it, right? <laughs> so some of these things we've been doing for a while now, but people still love it. And, and the engagement is, you know, it's really um, a good thing. And, and I think for me, um, I don't mind talking to the people, right? And I don't mind like, you know, being involved and I don't mind asking questions. Right? And I don't mind sometimes going into DMs if I need to, right? And so, and, and I don't mind people coming into my DMs and, and, and talking to me. And I think that's part of it is that being relatable and accessible to people is so important. Cause I think, and then the other thing for me is being part of the community. I will go to the events. I will be part of, you know, um, organizations, you know, here in Texas or across the country where, you know, I'm not just putting, I'm not just asking for people's money in the community. I'm also giving my money back and giving my time to the community. And I think that makes a big difference. Does it start like virtually and then you have events where, pe where people meet? Is that typically how it is? Because America is so big, like in, in England, like you can go from the top to the bottom in like eight hours. You can't even leave Florida sometimes in that. Or Texas, right? So, um, so my process, the way I created it in the beginning, it would always have a virtual aspect so that I could work with people across the country, right? So we always start with virtual and then, you know, we, we meaning that uh, the team, we try to get out on the ground as much as possible in front of people. And we, we try to do as many like in-person dates as possible, uh, as well as virtual dates because people are across the country. And the cool thing about it is, and I think, you know, we started this business like right uh, at the tip of the pandemic, right? And I always knew that there would be a virtual aspect just because I came from technology and worked in, you know, a virtual space for a very long time. But, you know, being that we were starting in the middle of a pandemic, right? It didn't really stop us because of the fact that, that that's always been part of the strategy for the business is to be virtual. You know, at least the 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 front end of the piece of it, of what we do is virtual. Okay, that makes sense. Now, <laughs> whenever whenever I've been on like dating apps in the past, you know, it's amazing actually how many people are not actually ready for love or even a relationship. You know, how how do we filter out time wasters? Because for me, it's like, you know, it's one thing to to actually put yourself out there, um, you know, which I think is an, an, a whole new topic. I, I mean, I must admit, I, I find like the whole dating kind of scene, like in the past, it's like when somebody is making judgment based on some pictures on a, on a profile, you know, we all have to deal with with rejection. It's almost like we, we're judging each other and we're being judged. And I just think men for mental health, it's, it is quite an ugly environment. And then sometimes when you get that, you get that date. Like I've been on a couple of dates in the past and it's like within that first date, that woman is not ready. She's not <laughs> ready for a relationship. You know, how, how do we filter out the, the time wasters? 
You, you know, um, one of the cool things that I do do is I actually am on dating apps all the time because I have clients who want to use them. So I coach them on how to, you know, use dating apps effectively, right? And some of the apps, you know, and I'll just say Bumble. Bumble is one of those apps where it gives you a lot of choices to say, I want something casual. I don't know. You know, I'm looking for a relationship. I'm looking for marriage, right? And um, I always say to people that if you're really serious, you know, just skip over the people who say, I don't know, <laughs> you know, skip over the ones who say, I'm looking for something casual, unless you are looking for something casual. And the reason why I say, you know, skip over the people who say, I don't know, because if you think about it, we all know, right? <laughs> we all know what we're looking for, what we want. And those people are just being non-committal and not saying, I'm just looking for a hookup, right? And, and, and that's all they really have to say, but they don't want to say that. So they say something like something generic, like, I don't know. Right. right. And so um, so I would say start there. But the other thing that I tell people that I think is really important and um, a lot of people are afraid to do this is that uh, ask the hard questions up front. Don't be afraid to get into like, you know, what are you looking for? You know, uh, who are you looking for? You know, how many serious relationships have you had in the last, you know, six months, right? You know, wh what have you been doing? And and so to me, that's probably where people fall short is because they're so afraid to ask the tough questions because they don't want the answers. You know, they say, you know, don't ask a question. You, you, you don't ask something that you don't want the answer for, Right. And a lot of people are that way. And um, I hate to say it, but women are probably the worst, uh, straight women, right? Because they don't want to know. They want to live in this gray area today where they can just um, not define relationships, right? And then when, you know, and make assumptions that aren't true. And then when they get down the road a little bit, they realize that, they realize that there's this huge disconnect with the person that they've been engaging with, right? Because this person thinks we're just hanging out, having a good time. And this other person thinks, you know, we're moving towards something more serious. And that's why I say to people, ask the tough questions up front. Tell them what you're looking for. And if they're not interested, move on to the next. It's okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I still think that even when you've done all that due diligence, you can still end up in a situation where, you know, you've you've skipped over the I don't knows, you've skipped over the casual, you've asked asked them what they want, they've said what they want, and then two months down the road, they're like, actually, I, I've realized that I don't want a relationship. And, you know, it's kind of interesting because that happens with both men and women, right? And I always say to people, people always say they want a relationship, but they really don't want a relationship, right? They say that because they think that's the right thing to say. And if you and if you follow their actions, right, you'll realize they're not looking for a relationship. What they're looking for is maybe companionship. They're looking for, you know, someone to you know be intimate with you know you know so that they can be sex what i call sex exclusive right but they're not necessarily looking for a partner or a long-term relationship um and the thing about it is is what i always say to people um is that you know not everyone you meet has to be your forever person right so even if you're with someone for two months six months whatever that is enjoy the time that you're, you're with them and then move on right you know take your lessons learn from that and move on to the next because not everybody is, is built to be in a long-term relationship and not everybody wants to, and not everybody is fit to be in one, right? It's like that person may not be your match just because there's some things that you're just not compatible with, or maybe you have different values as you get to know someone. And that's really what I think some of what you're talking about, 
as you start to get to know someone better, right? right? You realize that we're not on the same page here. And so I think that that's, that's what happens and that's okay. And that's why I always say to people, don't jump too quickly into commitment, right? Don't jump too quickly into forming some type of, you know, structural relationship with someone because it's too soon. And it's like, you really need to give yourself a good, you know, 90 days be, and and, I'm, and and there's real no real number to that, right? But give yourself some time to really get to know someone to see if this is someone you first like enough to want to continue to get to know, and then two think that you know you can build something with this person. Yeah, I think I think that is it's 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 a challenge. Do you do you think that you know it is a challenge to find love these days? Of course. Of course, it is a challenge. And anybody who tells you that it isn't is a liar, right? And any, I'm going to tell you, I'm a matchmaker. I do this every single day and I coach people all the time, right? But dating is hard, right? Finding the right person is hard. And even sometimes when you, you find the right person, right? That doesn't mean that that person's going to end, end up being the love of your life, right? And that doesn't mean that just because you love someone that they're going to be your person, right? And so, yes, this is extremely hard to, to find love. I mean, to find real love. Yeah. And and how do you go all in and protect yourself at the same time? Like, there's, t there's, t there's too many, there's too much talk around playing games, being hard to get, don't be too needy, you know, hold back, don't respond straight away. And it's like you're second guessing and it's like a game of chess. And for me, that's exhausting. I've, I've never <laughs> played, I've never played such games. It's like, you either like me, you don't, you like my energy, you don't like, that's more me. And I find, I found that kind of a, an interesting path to navigate. What What's your thought thoughts on that? You know, I think you have to be yourself, right? I don't think it's about playing games. I do believe that people should be vulnerable up front. I believe that you should be okay with sharing parts of who you are uh, with people that, you know, not parts that are just really, really private, but be okay with sharing your, you know, experiences with relationships and dating and some of your life experiences that have formed who you are. I think when people want to hold back from being, um, you know, vulnerable, and being more intimate with people in the beginning, they do themselves a disservice because how is this person really going to know you if you're very surface, you know, and, and you're only, you know, having surface level conversations, right? That means nothing to anyone. So I, I think you have to be yourself and you have to let your guard down and you have to be vulnerable. You, you know, I, I recommend that to anybody and everybody. Does that mean that sometimes you're going to get your heart broken sooner than later? Yeah, but it's better to know that sooner than later, right? That, you know, this is not working or this person, you know, like you said, you know, this person is too clingy or this person isn't. It really is okay. And, and it's okay that if it doesn't work out, right? One of the things that I just talked about is that if it doesn't work out, you've been spending time with this person, right? And you maybe it's a month, then just say, you know, have a really serious conversation with them about why it's not working out for you. And then, you know, get their feedback, their input about what they think and, 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 and how the two of you, you know, should decide how to move forward. Right. Um, either, you know, there's no path for the relationship, but there could be a path for friendship, right. Or something else. And so I think it really is just being honest, being, you know, putting your guard down and being vulnerable 
and being okay with that. Yeah, I shared this with this person. You know, it's not something that, you know, lifelong, you know, secret, you know, family secrets or anything. Mm. Um, but it's something that you feel, you know, serious about and, and something that's impacted your life over time. And have you, do you see a pattern uh, from from being a matchmaker and a dating coach over the years, uh, Daphne, in terms of, do you see like it, it takes three or four like different relationships before people tend to hunker down and, 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 and find the one? You know, I think that um, sometimes people never find the one, <laughs> but I think that um, you have to, let me, let me say it this way. I met three people um, in 2021, I think three guys. Right. And I always, and I believe in doing, you know, people dating multiple people at the same time and doing a process of elimination. So I was doing this process of elimination and um, one of the guys uh, were kind of like distant friends. One of them, we tried to be in a relationship that didn't work. Right. And the other one in that time, we, we realized that, you know, he could probably use my coaching, <laughs> coaching, you know, expertise. And so that's the path we did, went down and now he's married today. Right. And so it just depends on who the people are. And, it, and to your point about, are we really wanting to be in relationships? And I think what happens, you know, especially as we get older, we, we become so distant, right. We become so guarded and every little thing, you know, has us running away. And so it's it's really hard to find love. Now, as a matchmaker, I have a package that says, you know, in three dates, no more than three dates, I will find you your person. Have I found people on the first try? Yes, because I'm looking at different tools and, and techniques that I use to match people with, right? And most people aren't doing that. <laughs> they're trying to do it themselves and they don't know what they're doing and they don't know you know what to look for how to look for they don't know how to navigate you know this whole dating thing right mm. couple couple questions left and then uh gonna see if there's anything like burning within you that you feel like you you want to share and then we'll find out where people can find out more uh, about you um and your matchmaking service uh daphne i, I do want you to talk a little bit about how how to get over rejection from from dating sites so when when we put ourselves out there and you know we tell someone we, we like them or even if we just like let's just say swipe right and then we never get a we never get a match like it is quite disheartening for some where you know they're just looking for certain and they're not getting anything rejection is is such a difficult thing to navigate like what would you say to somebody right now who's kind of like just feels just constantly rejected? You know, I would say that, I mean, we all get rejected, right? I mean, I will just turn it on its head, right? So I get rejected because people think, oh, she's too attractive. There's no way she's going to want to date me, right? It's, just, it's like the dumbest thing ever to me. It's like, if I'm interested in you, why would I, why would you think that you're not, you know, it's just it's a crazy like vicious cycle right? right so some people get rejected um and it's not you know if you if you're talking about dating apps right is there's not enough information on a dating app to decide whether or not you you like somebody or don't like you i always say if you swipe right and and no and you never hear from the person don't worry about it right um because you 
you don't know these people. They don't know you, right? And most people are just looking for a visual. They don't care, you know, how smart you are or what kind of job you have. And maybe they do. Um, but they're really just looking for a visual. I want to know how tall you are. I want to know, you know, um, if you're cute enough. And I had someone tell me yesterday, oh, this guy is not cute enough, right? And, you know, he has a lot of the other things I'm looking for. But, you know, when it comes to his physical appearance, he's not someone I would date, right? right. And so there's all this rejection that happens. So I see rejection like, there's a little bit of rejection, like on dating apps when, you know, you swipe right and no one swipes back, right? Who cares, right? We just move on. And then say you meet someone and you think it's going really well and you're like, this this could be the one, right? This could be it. And then all of a sudden it just starts to like go downhill and you're like, what happened, right? And a lot of times people just, to your point, are not ready for relationships. They get scared, right? And so for me, I take that like any any time that you grieve i believe that you should re, you should grieve rejection and and you should let yourself process that and get over that and heal through that and you know only only you can decide you know what a matter of time that is for me that's a long time period right i ended a partnership last january uh and <laughs> i didn't date anyone for a very long time um because i wanted to make sure that i had healed enough for myself not for someone else, right? But I do see rejection. You know, you can either take it, like I said, if it's just a little bit, like on a dating app, I wouldn't sweat it. But if it really is, you've started something with someone, you know, mourn and and heal and and move through that, you know, and always like take your lessons learned because we always learn something good or bad from every interaction that we have with someone, right? And so that's where I, I say to me, um, I would go there now for my clients and for myself, because I did this this morning. I look in the mirror and I do these affirmations, right? And I tell myself how wonderful I am and how smart I am and all these things, because I think you have to do that. You have to like give that positive energy back to yourself that's been depleted from trying to date, from trying to meet people, from trying to build stuff with, you know, someone, Right. So the best way to do it is to do affirmations. And I tell my clients, like, you know, come up with five, six good affirmations. And I want you to say them every morning and every night, right? And that way, what happens is it starts to sink in. And so then, you know, like, I'm this wonderful person. I'm this great catch. And so it's really the other person's loss, not mine, right? right. And, and, and that mentality helps you to move forward, I think, sooner than later. But you have to, you have to like replenish, you have to rebuild. That's good. I'm glad that you spoke to those two separate kind of people in rejection. One obviously just being from people you don't even know and they don't know you. <laughs> and then, and then actually when there has been like a, a breakup or whatever, that's, that's helpful. Daphne, is there anything else that you want to just quickly share uh, before we end um, our uh, amazing interview today and then do let people know where they can find out more about you and fern connections you know the the thing that i want people to know is that um my fight every day is for a community of people who i don't want them to always be seen as different right i don't want them to always be seen as you know a, a struggle a struggling when it comes to dating and relationships and that's one of the biggest reasons why i got into this uh, demographic that i'm in because i want to normalize this the way the way 
the world sees, you know, the LGBTQ plus community and how they love and how they live and, and the happiness they have. I want, that is one of the biggest goals that I have is that people realize that two gay men can grow and um, together and have children and live in, you know, the, the house with a white picket fence like anybody else, right? Uh, and that's that's the visualization that I started with when I was 16 years old. And I still have that today, that that is the goal that I want for my clients if that's what they want, right? And that's how I want the world to see this community. It's not about, an, it's not always about a struggle. It really is about a lot of good stuff that happens too. So, so I just want to, and I want to say that, and then I, I, I can say that people can find me most places at Fern Connections, right? Or they can find me at Daphne Poyser. Um, but from a business standpoint, it's typically Fern Connections. Amazing. Daphne, thank you so much. I loved uh, your wisdom on some of those kind of real cutting questions that, you know, that do play out in people's lives and minds. And also the fact that you've created something that is around inclusive inclusivity that everybody is seen and heard and welcome and everybody is deserving of love so thank you you're welcome thank you for inviting me I, I, i've enjoyed this same thank you for joining this episode with me max sefton i hope you've really enjoyed it feel free to leave us a positive review on itunes and i look forward to welcoming you back to the next episode of the brains magazine podcast